All right, the Lux Life when it comes to two wheels. Here to tell us more is the founder of Felt Racing, the maker of Felt Bicycles, Jim Felt. Jim Felt, thanks very much for being with us. No worries. Glad I can help. All right, so tell us, tell people that are not familiar with, uh, with Felt Bicycles why a bicycle uh, might not have any brakes, why it might have the, uh, the gear change on the, the left-hand side, and uh, tell us about the price. Well, you're probably talking about the bike we just developed for the Olympic Games for the U.S. cycling team, uh, women's pursuit team, uh, uh, this year for the Rio Olympics. And uh, what we did is, like any project, sometimes, sometimes we pick and choose projects ahead of time um, based on a, a marketing trend. Sometimes it's purely that it comes to us and we've, we're asked to take on a project uh, for, like, the Olympic Games or something. This in particular was the Olympic Games. So we developed a, a bike, a track uh, for the women's pursuit team from ground up, uh, which consisted of, and we just started with a, a, a clean canvas, as I'll say. And, uh, you know, we're kind of known for pushing the envelope on aerodynamics and everything. And when you're in riding inside of a velodrome, we wanted to find out um, some new new information that hasn't been found before on uh, what goes on aerodynamically inside of a velodrome. And that caused us to put the drivetrain on the left-hand side. Matt Miller here, um, joining Pim today. And I'm excited to, to talk to you because I'm really into um, bikes. Can you make money on these super high end? And we're talking about you know ten, twenty, thirty thousand dollar bikes. Can you make money in that market, or do you have to get out into um, the cross market, into the gravel bikes, into the fitness bikes and the mountain bikes um, to really make money? I think you really have to have a broad range uh, in order to make money and to be a full branded bike. It, it certainly helps do that. The projects, you know, when you're talking about the thirty thousand dollar track bike. You know, I mean, the the consumers and the customers that you have to, to use those bikes, those bikes are specific uh, for that, you know, for that event or something like that. So there's uh, it's kind of the niche of the niche markets, but it does well for our branding exercise and stuff like that. We definitely got some huge exposure from that project uh, for doing that Olympic project. Can you keep making bikes um, in America? I know that um, almost everybody especially, obviously, the big brands that we think of as American-made bikes like Cannondale um, and Raleigh um, have all moved the, most, the majority of their production out to um, lower labor countries. Do you have to move as well? Yeah, I think, I think for a couple of reasons that is. One, price for the end, end price of the bike, because the bikes, as, as you know, some bikes are you know, $10,000, $15,000 now, some of the high-end bikes, and they would be even more than that if we were to do 100% of the labor in the U.S. Um, but one of the biggest things is that, you know, five, ten years ago, most of the bikes out there were steel or aluminum. Uh, now we're, now 90% of the bikes out there are probably composite construction, meaning carbon fiber. And, you know, the Orient especially is well known and pretty much the leader in composite technology. So they're doing things over there um, with those materials that we just simply haven't caught up to in the, here in the state. It's, it's interesting because we developed the materials for aerospace over here, but aerospace is actually looking to the bicycle industry for the technology because we're using those materials unlike that they can even do in, in aerospace right now. So we're kind of, uh, we kind of uh, complement each other. 
Jim Felt, uh, tell us a little bit about the one bike in particular, because I know that Matt Miller has been uh, desirous of this. It's the Cross uh, F65X with the Shimano 105 group set, whatever that means. you got to tell me. And then I want to know about this new uh, 7005 uh, 7, Easton aluminum that you've put together. Well, yeah, that's, um, there's, there's, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the F65 has uh, uh, been a, a go-to bike for us for, for quite some time now. Um, and Shimano, the, who is the manufacturer of the group set, is a leader. I mean, they're known for their bicycle components and their fishing equipment, um, kind of well-known for that. Um, and the 105 is reliable and not too expensive. I'm not looking to drop 10 grand. No, but, Jim, a, to, to what extent are you beholden to these group set manufacturers? Because Shimano and SRAM, um, they're so expensive, it's, it seems odd that someone would pay so much or unusual, unique, so much um, for a component of a, a part of the product he makes. Yeah, no, and you're talking about the two probably leaders. There's a couple other component manufacturers out there, uh, European brands that are that are also producing components. But your Shimano and SRAM are the two key suppliers to the bike industry. They go head to head on on price and quality, and at, at those different levels, you are correct. 105 is kind of a mid price point level, right. very good quality. All right, Jim, thanks so much for joining us. Jim Felt there, uh, the head of Felt Bicycles. This is Bloomberg.